What's up, boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. In this podcast, JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight, from undercards to main events. Now, let's get into the ring. What's up, what's up, what's up, boxing fans? So I know you all heard about that. Vasil Lomachenko and Luke Campbell fight that just happened and what this means for boxing in the future. So I'm about to get straight into it. So let's go. First things first, let's talk about uh, the backstory and what this all meant, why they were fighting, uh, what was on the line, things of that nature. So Vasil Lomachenko, he's 31. Uh, he turned pro in 2013. He's 5'7". Um, he's a southpaw. He's from Ukraine, and he has the WBA and WBO lightweight world championship. He came in 13-1, ranked number one uh, in a lot of people's eyes as the pound-for-pound best fighter um, in boxing. And, yeah, he was just just an all-around machine, as I would say. We had Luke Campbell on the right side, 31 as well. He turned pro in 2013 as well. Um, he's 5'9", though, and uh, he's a southpaw. He's from England, and his record was 20-2 and two going into this fight. Had 15 KOs. Lomachenko only had 10 KOs. And he was considered um, a very, very well-known boxer. Won a gold Olympic medal. And as well as Lomachenko won two, but he has won one as well. So... They're both very experienced fighters, very tactical fighters, fighters who know how to box and know about that sweet science and how to dodge punches, slip punches, throw the jab. They can do it all, like hooks, power shots. Um, these 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 fighters know what they're doing. And going into this fight, they were fighting uh, for the WBA, WBO, which was Lomachenko belts, as well as the WBC belt. So they were trying to get that third belt that was vacant due to Mikey Garcia, who left that belt uh, vacant when he moved up to fight Earl Spence at the 147 welterweight division, in which he lost. Um, and he said he's staying at 147, so so that belt is vacant. Luke Campbell was mandatory. So here we go. They, they was going to fight and that's exactly what they did and this fight happened august 31st on a saturday and it was everything you could have asked for with regards to a boxing match i mean a lot of people came in thinking that lomachenko was just going to dominate luke campbell that this fight wasn't going to be anything for the most part lomachenko was considered like i said the greatest Pretty much for this generation, he's potentially going to be the greatest of this generation. He only had one loss in his amateur uh, fights, and he's won. He avenged that loss, and he won almost 400 fights as an amateur. So he he's been proven to himself that, and proven to others that he is the best. And so Luke Campbell was a, a well-known uh, fighter, well, great fighter. But his two losses in which they came to Linares, which is a common opponent that Lomachenko and Luke Campbell had. When Luke Campbell lost to Linares, people looked at that fight and pretty much judged Luke Campbell based on that fight. And he grown, he has grown a lot since that fight. Um, but that's, that's just how uh, boxing fans are. 
and and people are who analyze the fight and he lost to uh mindy uh who was another good fighter but he avenged that loss so that was pretty well but it just luke campbell really hasn't it didn't seem like luke campbell had the skills to beat lomachenko because people believe that uh luke campbell just has this type of stance in which he doesn't move a lot his footwork isn't uh that great uh at times in which he sits he moves very well but at the same time he's a very good distance fighter but when it comes to people pressuring him and getting inside and start breaking down because he uses his length to his advantage a lot of the times and so when a fighter knows how to get inside and punish him from the inside luke campbell for the most part doesn't like that and you've seen a little bit of that with Linares as well as his uh, other loss that he got which was with Mindy even though he avenged that um, you can see that when somebody puts pressure and he can't get around that distance in which he loves to do then it causes a little bit of problems and people was expected that Lomachenko despite the height difference that he was going to get around he was going to find his way inside, slip punches, and then eventually knock out Luke Campbell by he gets around like eight or nine, something of that nature, or even earlier. So when the fight started, Lomachenko came out, and one thing that I that I thought that was just so uh, I would say so great about this fight was that Lomachenko, you could tell Lomachenko had respect for Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell came out and he had this he had his jab hand out. They both southpaws, so he had his jab hand out. And he just kept it coming. Like he threw, he was throwing like giveaway, um, throwaway jabs. But he just kept his right hand out, kept his right hand out to kind of blind Lomachenko to never let Lomachenko get inside. And so he did that for the first round. And he was throwing good jabs, one, two combinations on Lomachenko. Lomachenko really didn't throw that many punches in the first round. And then, and that I gave that round to Luke Campbell. Because he controlled the fight, he kept the distance, and he kept that jab hand out. Second round came, and the same thing was pretty much happening. But you could just kind of feel that Lomachenko was getting a little bit more comfortable. He was trying to figure out where Luke Campbell was, was uh, his patterns and, his, and his, his motions, how he was pivoting, things of that nature. But Lomachenko really didn't kick up the gear in the second round either. And Luke Campbell just continued to just kept that jab going. He kept running around, like moving around. He used the whole ring. He really didn't get on the ropes rarely. And, you know, you go to the third round, it's it's pretty similar. But Lomachenko was starting to throw a little bit more and a little bit more. And he's showing a different looks this time. And Luke Campbell was trying to just, just trying to uh, hold him back from Lomachenko coming inside. And so it started to be like that, and it started getting more and more interesting because they started throwing more combinations. And as you get to the fourth round, Lomachenko started to pick up the pace. He started going to the body a little bit more, and it started affecting Luke Campbell. And then when the fifth round came, I want to say this is where Lomachenko uh, caught Luke Campbell on the ropes. And this is where Luke Campbell shouldn't be at at all in this fight, but he got on the ropes um, due to a shot. And then and then Luke... Uh, and then Lomachenko, and then usually when this happened, whenever Luke Campbell got to the ropes, it was closer to the end of the round. So if uh, Lomachenko would win the rounds, usually it would be because he would dominate later on in that round, like the last minute of the round. And that's what he did in, in I want to say, in this round uh, five. And he got uh, Luke Campbell on the ropes, and he started just going off, teeing off. He showed him different angles, went to the body, got onto the ropes, and started throwing combinations but also moving while he's throwing that so he wouldn't get countered back. And all Luke Campbell did was just block 
like just had his guard up and just waited to the bell rung. And that was a smart strategy in my opinion because he didn't get knocked down, but he just waited to the bell to ring in order for him to get his energy back and for him to uh, continue on fighting. And that's what he did. And there was a, a, a sequence, I want to say, in the later rounds because Luke Campbell did recover. And in the later rounds, um, I want to say Luke Campbell caught Lomachenko with a good shot. And I want to say it was in the later, not not the championship rounds, but somewhere in between, like around, say, around like seven to nine, uh, Lomachenko caught uh or Luke Campbell caught Lomachenko with a good shot, and it hurt Lomachenko. And but Lomachenko, just being a veteran, being a smart fighter, he pivoted out of it because he was going to the ropes when he got hurt, and he he pivoted out of it and started to counter and just go back at Luke Campbell and actually hurt Luke Campbell while he's hurt as well, um, and started to put more pressure on Luke. And it was just such an entertaining round in which that happened and. Uh, I want to say Luke, Luke Campbell lost that round, even though he hurt Lomachenko. But it was just it was just a good thing to see because you never really seen Luke uh, Lomachenko get hurt um, like that. He got knocked down once against Linares, but that was it. I mean, that was a flash knockdown, and it wasn't nothing that made Lomachenko like uh, seem like he was vulnerable. But this shot. He even said in, in the uh, interview, post-fight interview, that that shot uh, affected him. He said he had power, and he felt he definitely felt that uh, that shot um, that Luke Campbell did. And so, pretty much after that, they just kept going back and forth. I want to say Lomachenko did a great job at keeping the uh, fight very entertaining, keep moving, showing different angles, different patterns that Luke Campbell really couldn't pick up on. But one thing I I, I really enjoyed about Lomachenko is that he analyzed and he tried to figure out the blueprint of Luke Campbell and what was the blueprint. He didn't dominate the fight, but he found ways to get the job done. And a, a prime example is that was he started going to the body as the later rounds came on. And he noticed that Luke Campbell was getting hurt by those body shots. So he so what did he do? He just kept going to it, but he didn't just kept going in the same way. He showed different angles with the right hook and um and with the left so it was it was a it was a very great fight um towards the championship rounds i personally had the rounds pretty close i think i wouldn't say that i gave luke luke campbell at least winning four rounds almost five um when i look back on it but i know some people think that uh, lomachenko won more rounds than that but in my opinion that's how i felt because uh, in the earlier rounds, Luke Campbell did uh, did die, like win those rounds pretty convincingly, in my opinion, and he won a couple rounds throughout the fight. So I felt like he won at least four to five rounds. And the judges' scorecards didn't have it that way. But I just want to get back into the championship rounds right before I talk about the scorecards. So um, in round eleven, I want to say championship rounds. Um, it was getting really close, but you could tell Lomachenko was probably winning like by one or two rounds, in my opinion, at that time. But got to the 11th round, and Lomachenko picked up the pace a little bit more, caught Luke Campbell with another body shot, like I mentioned. And uh, Luke Campbell tried to back out of it like he usually do, but he was on the ropes, and he tried to back out of it, and he couldn't and because Lomachenko did a smart move by getting underneath and hitting him before he even could put his guard up and he was throwing the angles in which the guard was wasn't even wasn't even getting blocked like his shots weren't even Lomachenko's shots weren't even getting blocked by Luke Campbell's jab, by guard because he was throwing it from different angles in which he knew that Luke Campbell was just going to put his guard up and when he did that 
Uh, Lomachenko kept throwing it. Eventually, Luke Campbell ain't have nothing to do but to take a knee and go down. And that's what he did. And once he went down that knockdown, um, that was pretty much it for Lomachenko to win the fight. And then round 12 came, and Lomachenko just pretty much dominated that round and did just enough to win it. Scorecards came out. They gave it to Lomachenko with, uh, with the unanimous decision, but it was very shocking, in my opinion, how wide those margins was. Um, they 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 pretty much said that he won a, almost, I think, like probably like nine, nine, ten rounds, almost almost like a shutout in a sense. And I was like, wow, I, they really favored Lomachenko. Even though this is Luke Campbell's back home, they fought at the O2 Arena, so that's Luke Campbell's home. But still, it's just kind of surprising. But nonetheless, I'm going to say that Lomachenko did a fantastic job. I've noticed that a lot of boxers that's in that late lightweight division or uh, that's in that division or featherweight or super featherweight division, that they are uh, starting to see that Lomachenko has flaws and they're trying to pretty much want to fight him next because they feel like they could beat him. But... Nonetheless, it's easier said than done. Once you get in the ring with Lomachenko, then your game plan is going to change. And Luke Campbell, just bravo to that guy, man. He proved everybody wrong. Nobody thought he was going to go 12 rounds like that. And he ended up showing up and showing out. And now he has uh, a lot of new fans. And he's growing um, as a boxer, as a as an individual person he, he won a lot of money for his family which is a good thing a lot of people don't think about that but that fight earned him enough money for his family for years to come so a good thing on that that aspect and it also gained respect from a lot of boxers man and a lot of fans so just big wins it was just nothing but a win for luke campbell as well as lomachenko and now even though Lomachenko won and he get he got he won the WBC belt, now he's he's deciding to wait. He's going to try to wait on uh, the Richard Comey versus uh, Teofimo Lopez, which is an order fight that's supposed to happen in December. So if this fight happens, um, Lomachenko is looking forward to the you want you becoming the undisputed lightweight champion, which would be a huge deal in only 15 fights. So. I definitely think that um, that's the route that he should take. I know Javante Davis just re- uh, left his uh, vacated his belt, so he's moving up to 135. So Lomachenko might fight Javante. However, I think he should just wait it out, let Javante uh, just fight somebody else at the time, and then shoot for that undisputed man because you don't want nothing to distract you. They already Richard Comey already and Teofimo already owe you. Uh, old Lomachenko a fight, so might as well get it happening in 2020. And that's all I pretty much got to say about that. Luke Campbell, what I say he should probably do next is to continue to just try to fight somebody um, in the lightweight division. He could possibly move over to 140. I don't know if he will, though, but he could just stay at 135 and just keep winning and fighting just uh, good uh, opponents until Lomachenko probably vacates his belts once he becomes undisputed if he gets through. Uh, Richard, the winner of Richard Comey and Teofimo Lopez. So that's all I really have to say. And this concludes this episode of Sasha Boxing. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to this podcast. Be sure to leave a comment if you can, uh, like, subscribe, as well as share it to other people if you felt like this uh, was a good analysis of the fights. So that's all I got to say. So God bless.